say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. We are back with another episode of Doubly Negative. We missed last week. Kyle was traveling. He's back in the homeland. Or the not homeland. His homeland. He's back there. So, yeah. He did some traveling, so we missed a week. Get over it. But we're back. Kyle, how's the move going? How's everything How's everything going? Well, I feel the need to admit that it wasn't just traveling necessarily that stopped the last episode. I was trying to just not bring it up. I wanted to just, you know, we'll hide it from the viewers, you know. They don't need to see how the sausage gets made. I don't hide anything. I got hammered. Yeah, you got hammered. We were ready to go. I waited. <laughs> and then you're like I got shit housed. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't too upset because I was like kind of in a not feeling like doing anything mood. I've been going to bed very, very early. Like right now this is late for me. I'm exhausted. Oh yeah. So um when you were like, Yeah, did you just didn't answer? I was like, This is perfect. I'm so tired. It's 8, it's 8 p.m., man. Yeah. Yeah. I am ready for bed now. Like a half hour ago, I was ready. Wow. Well, yeah. In uh, So so my travel involved going to Bangkok first because I wanted to meet up with uh, two friends, but mainly one of them because I, I haven't seen him in years and I owed him money, actually. So I kind of had this idea in my head that I had to see him and I would have felt guilty if I didn't because it was yeah. kind of a window. Uh, yeah. You always pay your debts. Kyle always pays I, his debts. I do pay my debts. So, so I met up with uh, with both of them at the same time at uh, at one of them. They they, they own a bar, so was there. Is this a and... cool bar you were telling me about not that long ago? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And so we're there, and I'm drinking a little bit, and I'm just getting the feeling like, okay, this is gonna wind down. And I was texting you, I'm like, okay, I can do it. You know, I'll, I'll be home in a yeah. couple hours for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely ready. be home in a. Yeah, I was the one in question. I yeah. think, <laughs> like, looking back yeah. at our text, I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm not sure if I can do it. Then we'll figure it out. And then I was like, you know what, I can go whenever. And like, yeah. All right, be home in a few hours. And now this this aforementioned bar, it's kind of like. Um, New Orleans voodoo themed and they have this menu of cocktails and they got like they're just names of potions. So it's like the blue potion, the red potion. And I asked like which potion is the strongest? And he says the brown. It's this big fucking jar of liquor. And they I don't even know what they put in it, but he's like, one of these will get you fucked up. I'm like, nah, it's not gonna no. Yeah. No, I'll not me. Dude. Not me. No. So I drank one and I was actually okay. So I'm like, okay, let me get another one. And that was probably the, way uh, too soon. Because if you had just waited like an extra half hour. Yeah. You probably would have been like, oh, shit, I'm at a really good spot right now. I should stop here. Yep. And uh, to tell you the truth, I had a few more drinks after that, and I don't remember getting back to the hotel. Like, I kind of remember I have a few flashes of, like, stumbling and then, like, using my key card in the elevator, but it wasn't working. <laughs> and, I mean, long story short, I'm pretty lucky to have been okay relatively but then the the you know I, I didn't get back in time for the podcast and then the next day was a total loss and oh it was brutal just yeah. fucking brutal why do i do this to myself did you think of me at all in your drunken stupor like oh, i don't I, think I, so i need to i need to make sure i'm there for chris and he's waiting i think when i texted you i had that brief moment of okay i'm gonna get back and then after that i think it was gone i think it was just totally gone after that that was it Dude, that was it you're story of like trying to like use your elevator key card and it not working this kind of reminds me of a night that um i and a couple of people you know people that we play pro cubs with we were very very drunk we went out in boston and we came back to our friend's apartment um fellow man united fan uh 
big pasta and um me and Fu got back. <laughs> I tried to disguise the name the whole time. And then I dropped Fu <laughs> in the next line. Okay, so yeah, me and Fu were really, really drunk. We were at someone's apartment that I won't name. We went back to the apartment. We were trying to get in. And we got back before anyone. And uh, Fu just started ringing buzzers on the doors Whoa. of this apartment complex. Asking for the person by name that we were like looking for. And this was at like 3 in the morning. Oh, man. He's like, oh, yeah, we're looking for blank, blank. You're like, wrong. And then someone actually came down and they were like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? My kid is sleeping. Oh, oh. But, but dude, they were so nice. Like, in retrospect, mm. if I had a baby sleeping at 3 a.m. and someone was just ringing a buzzer on my apartment constantly, I would have went down there with a weapon. They were just like, all right, I know you're freezing. Come Come in wait here for your friend because we were out in the hall i actually fell asleep in the hallway it was winter time it was very cold very lucky you were both white thank god i mean thank yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> podcast would have never happened yeah man i feel the same just like to have had my bank card and my id probably my passport in the pocket and then to have somehow gotten home because it, it was a cab ride and i'm in a foreign country and yeah, yeah just Bad decisions, man. You that's one of those mornings you wake up the next day and you're like, What the fuck, dude? I didn't need to drink that much. What mm-hmm. I don't remember. I, that was so stupid. What could have happened? Exactly. I could have stopped three drinks before and I would have been drunk still. Why did I keep drinking? Yeah. And it's it's crazy that we still get that feeling, even though what we're worried about happening could have like it didn't happen. Like the whole situation's played out already. But we're still mm-hmm. worried about what could have happened. Yep. That yep. happens to uh, me all the time, and I hate it because the thing I'm worrying about happening isn't going to happen. It would have happened when that situation was going on. Didn't happen. Still worried about it. Well, you're still like blaming yourself and yeah. thinking that it could have happened so easily. You're like going back in the moment. Yeah, it, I do that all the time. Yeah, it's the absolute worst. And then I was dealing with the very real consequences of the hangover, which, uh, man, I got, I, I had that thing where I got anxiety again. I get that during really bad hangovers where I just get like my heart's too fast and I'm just, I feel like everything is wrong. I feel like I've made a bunch of mistakes. I feel like everything's something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Like uh, you did, you made a mistake so bad last night that it's never going to be able to like fix itself. You feel, I, even though, you know, well, I guess you don't really know. And that's also the problem. You're like, I haven't contacted anyone that I was with last night yet. I could have done something really stupid and just not remember. That's a big part of it. And then there's also just like feeling that everybody's disappointed in me or upset with me. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just miserable. Uh, that Yeah. That's the worst, but you'll get over it. Give it a couple days. And, and that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, uh, I spent one day recovering basically just alone in the room. And then the next day I, I went to Bali and uh, I've been here for a little bit less than a week and yeah, I'm okay. Yep. Back with the lady. You guys have your big, uh, reuniting. We did. We we reunited. We uh, did not break any laws, but we had a, a very nice reunion. Yep. Yeah. No law breaking. Not at all. Reunion of minds, not bodies. As per laws. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta. For yeah. those of you who don't remember, a few episodes ago, we found out that it's illegal to have premarital sex in Bali. So. So we didn't do that, and we didn't do it again in the morning, and we didn't do it since then either. No, no, of course you didn't. 
Why would no. you risk it? No, you're an upstanding citizen. I mean, you had that one lapse of judgment when you blacked out. Who knows what happened then? So if you're listening, yeah. Indonesian officials, Kyle did get blackout drunk. He doesn't remember a lot of the night, so he could have broken the law. I, I don't think so, though. But yeah, being back together with her has been it's, it's been really great. And uh, I don't know, even I had a lot of insecurity around that, too, because it's been had been three months since I seen her. So yeah, I had all these feelings. Time. Yeah. Like, or oh, is it going to be OK? Is she still going to like me? You know, yeah. All these like weird middle school feelings, but they're middle school feelings, but they're like real. Like that's a uh, oh man, yeah. it's been a little while. Am I still attractive to her? Like, did I get too fat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she did point that out. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Luckily, her standards are super low, so it's OK. Well, they must be. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Uh, no, but that's good. You were feeling a little bummed about leaving. Have those feelings kind of gone away? Yeah, they, they have, but uh, they they stuck around for all throughout Bangkok and then a, a couple days here. Uh, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things now. I still I still have to really get started again, but um, but specifically those feelings of leaving home and leaving my family and yeah, that that sucked. That was worse than I remembered. Uh, I think it was specifically worse this time. Yeah. And maybe that's because you did accomplish a lot while you're here as far as like trying to figure out what's going on, try to get medicated. I don't know. Maybe you were, uh, I don't know, you just let it in more than you usually do. I know like before you left, I was like, oh, let's throw it like, like, let's like all get together. And you're like, oh, I don't like sentimental goodbyes. It seems like you might be the kind of guy to push away from those things because it seems corny and stuff, you know, like even though I don't know how I'm trying to put this. So I used to be that guy, too, where I thought, well, it's not right. This isn't a fucking Disney movie. But, you know, I kind of like him now. You still kind of seem like the guy that's like, no, it's corny and you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, I I don't know if it's necessarily that it's corny. It's just like it does feel kind of corny, like a movie like Homeward Bound or. Yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. I'm not sure, but for for whatever reason, it was it was rough, and I, and I developed this idea too that I want to go back sooner. I don't want to wait so long this time. Well, yeah, you don't have to do like what, three months here and then five years there, right? Do like three <laughs> years in a month, you know, just cut it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the idea. What what about you, man? What's going on with you? Things are going well. Still eating well. Still going to the gym. Excited about the gym. Um, hmm. There's, hmm. There's stuff I could talk about, but I can't talk about right now. I had a little bit of like a, not like a mental breakdown, but I had a period last week where I was kind of reevaluating my life choices. That sounds like exactly the type of thing we got to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we could talk a little bit about it now. But it came out of nowhere, and I was kind of like, you're 31 years old. You spend way too much time playing video games. You know, you don't need to be drinking as often as you do. I'm by no means an alcoholic, but I enjoy my drinks. I have drinks a couple times a week. But I want to, like, cut it down. I kind of want to get on the straight and narrow. Like, less video games, more things that'll add to my life. 
All right. Well, that sounds like fairly lucid thinking, but what about the mental breakdown? I was just getting anxiety, like residual anxiety. Like I've wasted this much time doing this or like, I don't know, just thinking I need to refocus my energy in a lot of other different places. Did you take a page out of your wife's book and go in the closet? No, no, I did not. I did not. I was at work when it happened, actually. I just, I got up from my desk and went for a walk. I went around the parking lot. I was like, I got to get outside. I, I, I can't be sitting still right now. So so it kind of came on pretty strong when you were yeah. at work and then you had to, you just had to get up and walk around. Yeah. It was like one of those, like, I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hmm. I couldn't just sit there and deal with it at my desk. Okay. So what does that look like going forward? Are you going to spend less time playing FIFA ultimate team? Mm, I haven't started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't uh, put that in action yet, but no, you know, I am spending more time at the gym and, you know, doing things I should be, but I need to keep going in that direction. It's a, it's a daily struggle, dude. It is. I'm not there yet. I, uh, you know, especially with traveling and, you know, jet lag, right? There's a lot of excuses to give myself a lot of time to recover. And I definitely spent four days, I think, just laying because I'm staying with Tika for now. And I just spent four days laying in her bed watching Homeland uh, on my laptop. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm recovering. I need to get over the jet lag. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm fine now. But to be honest, when we finish this podcast, I might just watch some more Homeland. I don't you're, know. I've you're, had, you're in deep. That's okay. Right. You know? I've had this idea, like, I, I got to go to the gym, too. But uh, it just seems pretty difficult right now. I got to get a job, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with all the same shit you're talking about. I'm just, just kind of fucking up right now. It's really hard to get back on track. Yeah, but once you start... You know, you take that small step, you start looking for a job or, you know, you brush up the resume. I think it'll all come. And that's why it's so easy to, you know, it's easy for me to see your situation and be like, you're fine. And it's easy for you to see my situation and say, you're fine. But from the first person point of view, it feels like, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. It feels like the end of the world. It feels like I've wasted so much time. I haven't been able to get my life in order before. Why is this time going to be different? I'm just going to waste my entire life. All these types of fucking shitty thoughts, right? Yeah. No, it is crazy that. Yeah. Like from my seat, you'll be good from your seat. I'll be good. Yeah. But I feel like we both know that we'll both be good too, but for some reason we don't believe it. There's also this other thing. And, uh, I just finished this book by Ernest Hemingway called The Sun Also Rises. And uh, it was kind of boring when I was reading it. But funny enough, after I read it, I'm I'm looking at all these online discussions and I'm kind of learning things that I didn't notice while I was reading it. But then it's after I after I read other people talking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Anyway, the whole book is about Ernest Hemingway. Uh, He's basically writing about himself, but he was in his 20s and 30s with all of his friends and it was in post-war Paris and Europe. And they're just going from bar to bar. They're basically alcoholics, drinking. And then they go to Spain to watch the bullfights. But the whole thing is just kind of boring. And and I guess the theme is there are all these young people who don't know what to do with their lives. And I think they call that the lost generation, too, after World War One, I, I guess, back in those days. I yeah. feel like we're another lost generation. And we have this kind of angst of feeling like there's supposed to be more to life like maybe we have jobs we have families or whatever but 
we were all told when we were growing up, you can do anything. You can be anything. You can be an astronaut. You can be a president, whatever. And now here we are and we've done whatever we've done, but we still feel like there has to be more. Do, do you feel that too? Yeah. Like the bar was set too high when we were kids. You can be anything. No, let's be realistic here. You know? Yeah. We feel like we and, deserve more. And even if we had achieved the presidency or, or astronaut whatever i think you would still feel that sense of emptiness i think it's this idea that there is this goal you can achieve to make your life feel complete but that doesn't really exist you're no, always you still, still... Are looking for something to complete yeah like always on to the next thing there is no complete no it's just instant like i mean constantly searching for that instant gratification or not even instant, but just something to strive for and complete and build up. Yeah, and in any given moment, you can do that. You can say, all right, I want to do this goal, and then you can work towards it. Or you can distract yourself with your phone or anything else. And I think there's a lot of guilt. Uh, I definitely feel I don't know if everybody feels it, but when you choose that second option to distract yourself, you feel this guilt. And then when you choose the other option, you feel some sort of pride. But at the end of the day, it's basically the same thing. It doesn't matter if you achieve that goal. Maybe you were more proud of yourself for a minute. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling on about this, but I think there's something here. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, like just always picking the easier thing to do. And that's the mm. distract yourself method, kind of. And we do feel that sense of pride when we do that stuff. That's why, like we've said before, like building up that momentum, you just got to start doing other stuff. You feel good about it, like the small stuff, then you build on the big stuff. But eventually it always dies out. And I guess it's, we've got all this time. And from one angle, there's never enough. And on the other angle, well, there's a lot of time. There's, there's a lot of time you can play FIFA Ultimate Team. I can, I can watch Homeland a lot and still oh, have yeah. a lot of time. But regardless of how you spend it, you're still going to end up 40 years old and you're going to say, what have I done with my life? Pretty much no matter how you spend it. I, I guess you could help people your whole life and then maybe you feel fulfilled or I don't know. But even if you do all the squats at the gym, even if you get all the certifications, I think you're still going to look back and just say, oh, what have I done with my life? I feel I think everybody feels that to some extent. So you think you're going to feel it at 40. Do you feel that now at 33? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't think I do. Like, I'm kind of not so much excited. I'm satisfied with what I've done with my life so far and where I'm at. Like, I'm always? satisfied. Obviously, like, I there's always, oh, I want this, I want that. Like, I would like to, you know. But you just described, house. you described a mental breakdown where you said the exact opposite, basically. Well, no, I wanted to reevaluate like where I was like putting my time. Like if I'm looking at my life as a whole, that's mm. like a recent chunk that I was worried about. That hasn't been 31 years of my life. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, that's maybe that that's why I was having that little breakdown. That little chunk of time where it was, hmm, I'm kind of falling off track here. Maybe I should, you know, recalibrate. Right. And it's okay and to have a, those times. 
there's always the, different ways of looking at it too. And and yeah. I've definitely had the other way of looking at it where I say, if I, if I die today, would I be happy with how I spent my life? Yeah. I basically did done everything I wanted to do. Um, yeah. So, I, I so think I'd be, that's a good I'd be way fine to with look it. at it. Yeah. But there's, there's the other way too. And if I said there wasn't, I'd be lying. And, uh, and that's just this sense of, did I live in the moment? Uh, did I, did I spend all my time wisely? And I don't know, there's, there's one part of me that says that's not even possible. Nobody can spend all their time the way they think they should. And then, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just this nagging feeling that I think Ernest Hemingway was getting at in that book. And I, and I think a lot of people feel it these days too, especially as we distract ourselves more and more on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, when you look back on things, it's easier to, you know, harshly criticize your choices. But in the moment, that was probably the right choice. You know what I mean? Like given the circumstances, like I know I'm being very vague here, but I feel like I'm not making any sense. No, you are. Yeah. You just it's easy. Like I said, it's easy to like look back. Hindsight's 2020. You can always do something different or in a better way, but in the moment, that was the right way for you at the time. Like it's, you can't always make the perfect decision. Right. And that, that, uh, that fits in with my real philosophy too, which is that we never had a choice in the first place. Like, you know, you play, you played ultimate team for an hour and you say, well, I could have done the other thing. My belief, my true belief is that you couldn't have anyway, in that moment you were feeling this, you wanted to play ultimate team. So you did. And you you shouldn't even blame yourself because you were always going to play ultimate team in that moment. Mm. Your boy Sam Harris, speaking of, is getting a lot of heat. Actually, not heat really. I, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson like mentioned him the other day, saying like he's got to get his shit together. What was that? I don't know. I think he might be like pro vaccine or something. Like he was very like Bill Gates is the man, and that's why Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan are like, oh, I don't know about this guy. I right? Think, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's funny, too, because that's following the standard narrative. Most people would would agree with Harris, but uh, I guess Rogan and Peterson don't. And I don't either. I don't know. Are, are people shifting now? Are people anti-vaccine now? No, I don't know if they're anti-vax, but, you know, Rogan quiet, is. They've quieted down on, on the whole subject. That's all I'll say. Yeah, COVID is just done now. It doesn't exist anymore, right? It does. As long as you get your 17th booster, you're good. Right. How many yeah. of you had? None. Just the vaccine. Yeah, no boosts. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I've I've gone as far as I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I don't think I don't know. Now this is an anti-vac. You know, when you look at uh, Rogan on Spotify, there's like a little info thing you can click. It's like here's for more information about COVID if you want to look at it. That's like a new disclaimer he has to have underneath his podcast. Really? Episode. Yeah, because here's more information like misinformation bullshit blah 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 he has to have that tag there now by whose authority spotify i think so yeah wow it was just like oh people are getting pissed what's what can we do to like make them a little happier that's funny we're gonna have to have a lot of those links for this podcast yeah 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 because we're both like yeah i got one i got one vax and that's all i'm doing i'm not boosting or nothing and not even just about COVID, about everything we talk about. Oh yeah, I mean, there's been quite a few episodes where there would there should be some disclaimers. Oh yeah, 
But when we get there, we get there. I got some other bad news for myself personally. Uh Uh-oh. I had a little bit of a toothache in my upper left region here. Yeah. And uh, I I thought maybe it was a cavity. I was kind of hoping it was a cavity because I was worried that it might be this other thing. And uh, I found out it was this other thing. I went to the dentist a couple of days ago and uh, wisdom teeth. Nope. Nope. My uh, my gums are receding and they've receded to the point where I'm going to need a, a gum graft. I knew someone and that needed to get that before. I don't think it's not that bad. It's not that bad, but it still sucks. It's kind of expensive and it's gross. You know what they do? They take a piece of gum from the top of your mouth and put it. Exactly. You know, that's actually a big fear of mine because I'm a former dipper. Yep. So I've always been petrified of that. But my gums, they're all level. All around. The funny thing is, you said you know someone who had to do that. Do you know who it was? Because it might have been me. I've already had it in my life. No, no, no. It wasn't you. Okay. Yeah, I I had it when I was 21 years old. Okay. And I have to have it again. So I think it's like, I think it's largely hereditary. And yeah, it could be a genetic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've brushed my teeth too hard, but I've I've changed that after I learned that. And I think I grind my teeth at night too pretty bad. I wear a night guard for that, but fuck man, twice already. I'm 34. Sucks. Yeah. No, dental work's never fun. I hate it. Oh, it's oh, awful. It's the goddamn worst. It's oh, it just worst. makes me cringe even thinking about it. Yeah. I wish they could just put me out for everything. Cleaning, put me out. I don't want to be up for it. Yeah, man. Or um, I'm, I've been reading more about it and uh, nitrous oxide. Have you ever had that done at the dentist? Oh, yeah. You have. Mm. So do you do that for cleanings and shit? Because you could, I guess. No, not for cleanings. I feel like you have to like ask for that. Like, hey, listen, I I don't like it here. Please give me something. But, uh, uh, I never knew that was an option. But yeah, my mom said um, the dentist she goes to, she was talking to the hygienist about that. And the hygienist is like, yeah, we get a lot of people with anxiety. And, you know, if they if they ask for it, we give it to them. And personally, um, I was telling Tika, I hate scalings so much. I would actually rather get what I have to have done than a scaling. Scalings are fucking awful for me. And what's a uh, scaling? If I knew that's just the normal cleaning when they just oh they scrape the scrape teeth. at that oh, shit. Dude. Oh, it's the worst. That's awful. And uh, if I knew that nitrous oxide was available in those, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if it's available at every dentist, but some of them it is. And if it's a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, do it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. If it's five hundred bucks, do it. Mm. I don't want to deal with that. That also reminds me of. Um, we're we're pretty lucky to live now because uh, I was oh, watching yeah. the show Deadwood. Have you ever seen Deadwood? No, I've heard of it, though. It's in the Wild West in like the, the turn of the 20th century. It's so like 1900. And uh, they show a couple like medical situations. And one guy's got kidney stones. And <laughs> the, the tools they have available are just brutal. And the doctor's like, all right, we got to we got to stick this metal rod up your dick. They use the same the... tools to like fix stuff around the house. And then they're yeah. like, all right, this will also work for this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they they put a rod up his dick to break the stones up. And that doesn't really work. And they say, all right, well, we're going to do the surgery. You have a 10% chance of survival, they tell him. <laughs> 10%. Yeah. Put me on the yeah. And he's just, he's just in brutal pain. And then the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, I know kidney stones still suck. Oh, but yeah. It's, but we're you just know, like, very piss lucky. Them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, I haven't dealt I mean, with that. I hope I knock on wood. Like, what what would they have done if you got a cavity 200 years ago? 
do you just do you just live with put, the pain until they it put falls you down. out? They put you down like a horse yeah. with a limp leg, dude. They just put well, he's got a cavity. I think they used heroin a lot more liberally. I think that's what oh, they use yeah. for pain, and they would just fucking shoot you up and, and like cocaine too. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe that was better. Yeah, you're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'd like to get surgery in the 1900s. Yeah, dude. If they if if the dentist offered me heroin, I'd probably be like, let's go. You could get it before you go if you wanted to. I okay, so I have anxiety <laughs> about the dentist pretty bad. I think about that sometimes. I think about what if I got hammered before I went to the dentist, or what if I, you know, <laughs> took some pain pills or whatever. You would be so uncooperative. All right, open yeah. mouth guy, he's going, ah! Yeah, just like fucking with him the whole time, dude. Well, I did take Kratom before I went to the dentist because I thought I was going to have a cleaning done, did and I help? took Kratom. Uh, I don't know. It felt really subtle. I don't even know if I felt the effects, but but that's another thing. The, I haven't been to the dentist in a while. I'm too scared. How long? Years. Yeah, dude, the, the longer you wait, the worse it is. Yeah, that's why, I, like, at this that. point, I'm like, holy shit, I don't know if I can ever do it. <sighs> I just got to ride it out. I take very good care of my teeth, but you floss sometimes. No, you don't. No, I do sometimes. I I like yeah. the sticks. I'm gonna floss tonight. How's that? There you go. Yep. Usually, I take better care of myself when I'm in these moods where I'm like working out a lot, sleeping a lot, doing sure. the right things. Yep. You know, that's when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna moisturize my face. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll floss tonight. You know, you throw in that extra stuff. And then in the depression phase, you just let everything go to shit. Yeah. That's one thing that won't go, though. I'll still brush my teeth twice a day. Yeah. No, me too. I've never had a problem with that. Yeah. Because there are some people that, like, when they're so depressed, they can't even bathe. Right. Yeah, I've never gotten to that point. Yeah. I still bathe, but that's, like, that's like where it stops. Yeah. I like showers too much. Showers are very pleasurable for me. Mm. And not because I'm jerking off. I just like the hot water. Yeah. You still taking cold showers? Um, they're not that cold here. Like yeah. I still put the cold water, but it's just like it's like a little bit less and lukewarm. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't really shock the body. Yeah, that's a bummer. You're gonna have to fill up a pool with ice and do the ice plunges if you want to have. I a broke cold a shower. bathtub once doing that by putting a bunch of ice in it. I don't know what happened, man, but this this was uh this was from all my Austin days. I was first getting into all this Rogan stuff and he was talking about the ice and all that. Oh, I think it was Wim Hof. Yeah, it was Wim Hof that you know you know Wim Hof, right? No. You don't know Wim? Yeah, so th- this guy was pretty big five or six years ago, and he was this guy that broke a bunch of world records. Um, like he ran a marathon without training and he climbed some mountain wearing t shirts and shit like that, and his whole thing was cold exposure therapy. He would he would jump into ice water and he had this breathing technique and all, all this stuff. He said he could cure cancer. Anyway, that's too um, much. It was too much, but he, he got big this way. And um, the, the, I learned about cold exposure from this guy. And so I filled up a bathtub with ice. And I don't know if that's why, but I got in the ice, uh, the, the bathtub and it was all, all good. I'm, I'm kind of cold, but all right, I'm doing this, feeling good about myself. And then all of a sudden I noticed the water level is just, going down and down and then my roommate uh steve he, he starts screaming he's like what the fuck the, so the, the, the tub 
broke or something and the water leaked all the way into the living room it was getting oh, on the electronics no. and shit it was all the, the apartment was flooded basically <laughs> Dude, that's because awful. i was doing this ice bath <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it sucked that can't be from just putting ice in it there's no way i don't know temperature does weird stuff to it does weird things to stuff right like if you yeah have but it a, has to be like very very hot and very very cold when they meet that's when shit happens I think. Maybe my body was so numb that I didn't realize I put my foot through it. I have no idea. Yes. I don't know. But yeah. the, the apartment complex blamed me, too. They're like, oh, you know, it's your fault, so we're not going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. what, do you, what do you think I did? You think I just karate kicked my bathtub? Yeah. Assholes. Did you have to pay for it? I don't remember, but probably. Ugh. That's not cheap. Yeah. That couldn't have been cheap. I think we just lost our security deposit, if I'm right. It's probably oh. like 800 bucks. Yeah, fuck it. Damn. So I do kind of want to circle back to something you said before we started recording. You said you think I'm looking thin. I think I'm losing. Oh weight. yeah, you're very svelte. Really? Hmm. Hmm. I still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, but... your face is looking a little bit more. Yeah. A little svelte. The... Yeah. Yeah, the cheeks are just puffy, and I got the curve a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did hit squats for the first time Thursday. How'd that go? They felt good. Everything was going well. And then I racked the weight and I was like, all right, time to do some other stuff. And then I started walking and my legs were immediately jello. <clears throat> really? Yeah, like immediately. It wasn't like, a, oh, I'm good. I'll walk. And then it hits me later. Immediately, I couldn't move my legs. That never happens to me. It always takes uh, 24 hours or something like that to, to hit it, me. It wasn't so much soreness. It was just like really fatigued. Mm. like they weren't in pain but it was like no we're not going to work that well right now yes i I gotta get back there because i was doing so good for a while and then it's just it's been about a week now or has it been more probably been more but yeah you were back there you got back last weekend so a week you've been there a week okay that's not so bad no you just jumped back in tonight today you just woke up right you're up. Early. There's no reason I can't. Yeah. You're up. Early. Yeah, man. Uh, T- Tika has to go to work at like seven a.m. So uh, I just wake up at the same time as her, and now I'm up. This is gonna get you on a good schedule. Yep. You're gonna have plenty of time for the gym. Looking at uh, possible property stuff too. Oh, because you need to find a place to live. Yeah, man. And rent prices here are so bad. But actually building a house appears to be very cheap. So started discussing it a little bit last night. Really? That's exciting. She has a friend that built a house, like a decent two-bedroom house for like, I don't even know if I want to say it because I don't want motherfuckers moving to Bali, but <clears throat> they built a house for like 400 million rupiah, which is like $20,000. Damn, it's a nice house. It's all right. It's a uh, hundred square meters, so I don't know how big that is exactly for Americans, but it's not bad. It's don't two know. bedroom, looks yeah. good. I mean, and obviously, like, if you have more d- funds, you can build it bigger, right? Hmm. Yeah. And then the thing is, like, it's a, it's the same it's the same situation as in the U.S. What you do is you put down ten percent, and then you pay a monthly mortgage, but the mortgage is like two hundred dollars. So that's the thing, like. What makes more sense? Does it make more sense to rent and pay more than that? Or because no, once you have that mortgage paid off, you're done. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like you're building that's... equity because you can sell that afterwards. 
it's in America, that wasn't feasible for me because I don't have that kind of money. But if the down payment is like $2,500, I could do that. Yeah, that yeah, that you should certainly do that. Yeah. So when you're renting, you're giving money away for someone else to pay their mortgage. When you have a mortgage, you're paying that. And guess what? When you go to sell that property, you can get all that back. And we could talk about that too. I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of like a, a dead horse, but uh I feel like that's what's going on all over the world, and it's pretty sad is that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer precisely because of that because like let's say let's say me for example on a small scale here i could build a house and then rent it out and what i'm doing on a very small scale is i'm just raising rental prices just that little bit but that's why rental prices have increased here is because a lot of rich people have come in built a lot of properties and then raised the rental price and there's just so many people that can't afford to build properties so they have to rent so the demand gets higher and higher and that's why prices, I mean, you, you see it everywhere. In the U.S., oh, yeah. it's getting ridiculous, right? Oh, it's so bad. Um, and, no, go ahead. And people are talking about how corporations are doing that. You know, these these large, yep. uh, I don't even know, may, maybe it's just real estate corporations or maybe it's other corporations too. I'm not sure, but they're buying up all the houses and renting and it's just, it's just making the market insane. And there's people that really can't afford to live anymore because rent yeah. is so high. They dictate the price. They go somewhere else. They put their price at this. Then everyone else around goes, oh, they're getting that. I could get this. Yeah. So everyone else raises the prices. So it's a vicious cycle. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. It's really, it's really bad. And it's, it's not hard to envision a future in, in the very near future where it's just impossible for most people to live. Yeah. Or own just anything in general that's already the situation i feel like i feel like if you're if you own something you're very very lucky yeah these days it's brutal yeah hmm. well <laughs> yeah. we ended on a good note should we go over to is Patreon that it now i don't know we were how long have we been going for about 40 minutes yeah it's probably okay yeah we gotta go to the patreon next do you got anything you know what? I had an extra week and I didn't think of anything, but I will come up with something in between now and starting that. Well, that's a great teaser for the Patreon too. I, I, if I wasn't a subscriber, but I was thinking about it, and I heard someone say, on the I, got, "I got, I got fucking nothing," <laughs> but let's let's go record. <laughs> no, it's gonna be fat. It's gonna be loose. We're all gonna be good, loosey goosey, and it's gonna get yeah. wild. That's all you gotta know. Maybe you'll talk more about that mental breakdown. Yeah, maybe. All right. Maybe I'll talk more about the laws that I didn't break. Hell yeah. Yeah? All right. Bye. See ya. This is life being bound to love.